Welcome back, Samosas. I hope you guys have been well. We've had very interesting weeks of our own. Um, speaking of interesting weeks, we thought that it would be cool to add a new segment like of our podcast. And, you know, we're being ballsy with that at this point. We really like don't care. Um, so we're going to do a weekly recaps like every podcast where we just talk about like things that have happened like throughout our week. But, um, just a warning, my weeks are pretty boring. That's not true. That is very true. Your <laughs> weeks are way more exciting than mine. <laughs> Wait, actually, let's go back for a second. I want to talk about welcome back samosas, okay? <laughs> I've gotten some feedback saying that people, like, people have felt a little uncomfortable, apparently, that we call them samosas. I feel like I made this abundantly clear last time, but me and Meryl are both foodies, okay? So if we're calling you by a food name, that's like, a sign of love and adoration. So y'all better take it. Okay, that's just that's just we're not changing the name. It's samosas. You guys are our samosas. Okay. It's also a sign for you to try some samosas. Exactly. If you like, or if you have, like, how long has it been? Go get yourself a samosa. Like, you deserve it. You deserve a samosa. It's a friendly reminder. It's honestly a multi-purpose like yes. word or calling, I guess. So anyway, back to Mondi's exciting week stories. What? <laughs> um, um, actually, I guess I'll start off with, like, if my voice sounds more dead than usual, that's because it is. I lost my voice. Um, I went jet skiing the other day with my cousins, and uh, that was that was an experience I will never forget for the rest of my life. Um, did you get thrown off? We, no, we almost did, like, at least, like, nine times. Like, okay, so we got on... So we were in New Jersey, and, like, my brother's graduation is this Friday. So we just went to a beach house for two days to, like, just celebrate with the family. Like, um, two weeks ago, we were in Arizona because my cousin graduated um, in Arizona. Big day for the Nagarati family. <laughs> yeah, the Nagarati family. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all the cousins, all the family came to New Jersey. So we were like, let's live it up. Let's go to the beach house. So we are like, let's jet ski. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. And... So the two functional, competent cousins got on one jet ski, and then me and my other cousin were just so dysfunctional, were you driving? so incompetent. Yeah, I was driving. <laughs> do, do you see where this is going? Uh, got into the other jet ski, and the guy, this like white boy, he's like probably a couple years older than me. He had so much attitude for what I don't know. I don't know. Okay, he literally sat us down on the jet ski. He was like, "This is the throttle. This is how you start. Okay, you can go." And he was like, "But don't worry. We're gonna do two to three laps um, around the ocean area." and then we're slowly going to show you how you can jet ski and I was like yes bet like this is a class it's gonna be so fun and um yeah this man just like straight up took us into the ocean and he just kept going and he just didn't stop and we didn't know what that was happening and I have really shaky hands and if you've ever been on a jet ski you know like the one key thing is you have to have a steady hand on the throttle so that when when you turn you don't like fall off the damn jet ski okay and I don't have like I don't have a steady hand. So I kept like breaking, stopping, breaking, and then all of a sudden we speeding, like, and then all of a sudden we were breaking again. And my cousin was like holding on for dear life, and she was laughing so much. And because of that, I was laughing so much. And it was just absolutely horrible. And the point of this is because this man, he just like absolutely left us and like he was just watching. First of all, he told us not to bring our phones. This man was watching TikToks in the middle of the ocean. Okay. And then we were like waving him down for help because we actually did not we actually I actually thought I was gonna get in so much trouble. I thought I was gonna get kicked out of the Maybe ocean. He was filming you for a TikTok. No, I actually thought I was getting banned from the Atlantic Ocean. Like I was like I, I knew I was messing up so badly. But like we were trying to wave him down. He just wouldn't pay attention. I was like we were pressing him out in so many different languages and like that's how I lost my voice so I apologize. <laughs>
um, to all those brown boys who listened last week. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I guess Monmi can't drive either. Yeah. Okay, driving um, a jet ski is very different from driving a car. But yeah, some of y'all were like, listen, I've never gotten into an accident. Like, I'm so good. I've never gotten caught. I was like, okay, it was a joke. Let's, let's keep it chill here. But um, yeah. My week was not that exciting. I just went to work. There's some work drama. One of the people there is pregnant. And like, Ooh. there's some tea about who the father is. Like, oh my like, goodness. It's some drama, but, you know, I'm just, like, I just started this job, so I just, like, getting all this tea from... <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel that. I live for work drama. Like, I just, um, I'm, I, like, I just sit, and I, like, listen, and I absorb all of it, but, like, I'm, I'm straight I up reacting add, like, in my head. I just joker commentary every now and then, just to... <laughs> Sometimes I'm, like, too shy and, like, quiet to do it, but, like, I will, they just, like, they don't mind, and they will just say the wildest things in front of me, <laughs> and I will just listen and absorb all of it inside. I'm like, wow, okay. But yeah. Um, speaking of work, Mandi is working at a place very close to her hopes and dreams, which is <laughs> that the segue. Okay. Of our podcast um, this week, so Mandi, where are you working? Girl, what was that? <laughs> what was that segue? Okay. I'm working on my segues. <laughs> that was very interesting. But yeah, um, yeah, the theme of this podcast episode is more about like our career, our aspirations, you know. That type of... You know, just easy conversations. Exactly. Casual, like, everyday <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, no, we're just actually, like, deep diving into our life, I guess. But, yeah, so I work at... Well, I actually do a couple of things. I don't know why I'm telling... I don't tell people, like, what I do. I don't know why I like to be so mysterious. But, okay. Um, yeah, I, I do, an, like, an uh, internship at an animal shelter. I'm not, not going to name them. Is that okay? Yeah. I don't feel like putting that out there. But um, I do an internship at an animal shelter as an animal care behavior intern. I also um, work at a veterinary hospital and I do research and yeah. Tomorrow you want to be a vet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you didn't get the hint, I like animals. I want to work with animals when I grow up. She's also a vegetarian, so she really... Yeah, I, like, okay, I say aspiring vegan because, like, (laughs) I try most of the time to be vegan, but I'm not perfect at it, so... You eat eggs? Like, on the occasion. I limit it as much as possible. But, yeah, I don't eat dairy because I'm lactose intolerant, and, like, eggs, for the most part, I try to avoid it. Yeah, like, half of the vegans. I was vegan for, like, a couple years, and then I was, like, I took a step back, but, yeah. But Meryl, please, please tell me what you want to do. I know, but, like, let's let the world know what you want to do. Well, currently, I'm working at a pharmacy, but I don't want to be a pharmacist. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I want to go into pediatrics, but I, like, it's, I don't know how to get a job at a hospital. Like, if someone knows how to do that, like, let me know. But um, I just thought, like, you know, pharmaceutical is close enough to (laughs) medicine. So, and it's, it's pretty interesting, the job, like. I'm just like there's like so many like people who come in and so many different characters of people like <laughs> and then you're like half the time you're arguing with insurance companies to get them to cover the medications <laughs> but um yeah it's just like learning medicines and stuff but yeah my dream place to work would be CHOP the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. Ooh, I volunteer there. Really? Yeah I, I volunteer as a bedside buddy. You basically just, like, read and, like, play with the kids. That's so cute. It is. But, bro, I could totally see you doing that. Like, you are, like, I feel like Meryl would be such a great pediatrician. I think she's great with kids. Yo, like, I think she's going to kill it out there. 
But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that you told me once, like a long time ago, you wanted to do Doctors Without Borders, which I think is also really cool because yes. I wanted to do that too. Like before I decided I wanted to be a wildlife veterinarian, for the longest time I wanted to do Doctors Without Borders because I had someone in my life that I was very close to that was a part of Doctors Without Borders and he inspired me so much that I just really felt like this was my path. And I still love human medicine a lot, but I just found something that I love even more now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Doctors Without Borders is, like, a huge dream of mine. And it's, like, it's scary because, like, a lot of commitment, like, mm-hmm. that it takes to be it. And, like, I don't know. I just, like, as much as I want to work at CHOP, I don't want to work at a big hospital for the rest of my life. Like, I'd rather, like, start a free clinic and work in, like, an impoverished community or, like, mm-hmm. do community yeah. outreach and stuff like that. Like, like the money is just, like, it. like obviously I want to make like, be comfortable but like I'd much rather like help people than just you know work in a like for-profit hospital and just like pray that people get sick so I can fix them up and yeah I know I feel that it's crazy how how much healthcare is like a business even like veterinary hospitals yeah. it really is a business at the end of the day yeah. but that is a whole other topic and we can go into that another time but like on the note of free clinics Meryl and I have actually talked about, like, potentially, like, going back to our home villages and, like, doing free clinics every once in a while once we, like, you know, are grown up and have our degrees and everything. But, like, we thought it would be, like, a really cool idea where we could give back to, like, you know, our, like, homeland, our our people's, our roots. And we could just do free clinics where Meryl would look at, like, kids and people and, like, give them free checkups. And I would look at their pets and and the homeless dogs and cats in the area, you know? Yeah, there's so many homeless dogs Mm -hmm. in India. That's poor farmers who can't yeah. afford like to get a vet and stuff and like one of their animals dies and that's like the end of their whole lifestyle like mm-hmm. that's actually like one of like it's not like a pet project but it is a side thing that I really want to do like I know that I don't want to be like a wildlife veterinarian and I want to focus dedicate my life really to conserving and preserving and like you know healing wildlife but another part of me also like, I, I have this very strong desire to get back to my community, and I feel like one way I can do that is by going back to my home village in India and, like, you know, taking care. I want to start a shelter in India for the homeless cats and dogs, you know, like, treat them, um, you know, try to see if I can adopt them out, yeah. spay, neuter, and then, like, send them back into the community in safe areas, stuff like that. But, yeah, definitely working with farmers I think would be really cool, too. But it's really crazy that you mentioned that. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well... We can't be two brown girls talking about our futures without talking about our parents and how they feel about our past <laughs> for our futures. And you mentioned it last week, like how your parents weren't the biggest fans of your like major change and your <laughs> Yeah. Wait, did we mention it? Like you mentioned it a bit, I think, about how um you became a vet and Yo, yeah. <laughs> sorry, like our podcast and our conversations, like they all like blend in my head. But yeah, um, so, yeah, I'm double majoring in biology and environmental science. At first, my parents were like, why the hell are you doing environmental science? Like, what is this? But, like, they they were okay with it because I also had the biology major. And my original goal was that I was going to drop, like, my biology major at the end of the day once they saw how passionate I was for environmental science. But it turns out with, like, all the vet requirements I needed to take when I started college, I didn't know I wanted to become a vet. But, like, by the end of freshman year, I figured it out. Um, and because of that, 
like because of all the vet requirements I had to take, I have to also keep my biology major essentially. I was like one with all the requirements in, I was two classes away from a bio major, so I was like, okay, we're just doing two majors at this point. Um your schedule is insane. It's, your class it, it's something else. Um yeah, it makes me a little sad. <laughs> we're we're halfway done through college, so that makes me feel a little bit better. But yeah, we actually on the note of like changing careers, I actually wanted to talk about like why I found like how I found out I guess that I wanted to be a wildlife veterinarian for me like before high school like before college I guess too um I didn't even think that I could do something other than become like a doctor engineer lawyer like those are just like I just saw those as my only viable career options but like when I came to college and like you know my I started being like opened up to so many new ideas and like it just changed everything. Like I just started seeing that there's so many other paths in life that I could take. And I realized that I really love animals and I have this connection with animals. I don't want to lose it. And I realized that I really do want to work with animals. And I guess like I went to Thailand and I got to help rescue and take care of gibbons at a sanctuary. And that was like the turning point. That was like, like, you know how people have like life changing moments in their life, like moments that just like define their life. That is one of those moments for me. And I, I was there in Thailand, and I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. And Dang, that's insane. Yeah, like, I, it really felt like, okay, I don't give off main character energy, <laughs> but, like, this is as close to main character energy as I can get. And not a full movie that just No, <laughs> not a full movie. Like, three seconds. But, um, yeah, that's, that's how I, like, figured it out. But, like, did you have, like, a significant, like, experience or something? I mean, like, my sister had, like like, experiences with CHOP, which is mm-hmm. why I got, like, I fell in love with that hospital. And I, was, mm-hmm. and I was, like, seven when she went through, like, her procedures and stuff, and I was, like, this, and they were, like, so nice and, like, so, like, good with kids and, like, the hospital. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, my God, this place is amazing. And, like, it stuck with me since I was seven. Like, oh, my God, I want to be a doctor. I want to work at this place. Like, I didn't even know what a pediatrician was at seven. So, like, it was, like, middle school when I found out, oh, there's a term for <laughs> what yeah. doctors who take care of kids and... Yeah, and but like I always question it too, because like going into college, like I picked bio, but like I love English, I love reading, I love like like writing and stuff, but I like did not want to give it up. So I was like, maybe I can be an English major. And my mom was like, Are you insane? Like, have you lost <laughs> the environmental <laughs> science? Yeah, have you lost your mind? So I stuck with bio, like you did. But then I was like, I I can't like not write. I can't not read. I can't do math and science for the rest of. For life. anyone who doesn't know, Meryl is an insanely talented writer. I'm and really not. Is, this is why I need the no, classes. <laughs> I I can see Meryl becoming a famous pediatrician slash novelist and just living her <laughs> life. Okay, but besides no. the point. Just continue. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I added on English minor, which like everyone looks at me like I'm like stupid. Like, what are you gonna no. do with You're that? You're so talented. No, no, like because I like tell advisors that they look at me like strangely. They're like, why? Like, what is that gonna help you? And I like did not know what I wanted to do with it until like this past year mm-hmm. when I realized like so many people like don't understand healthcare. Like it's just like it's just numbers and like statistics mm-hmm. to people. And I like I want to tell like stories of people who like get affected by diseases or like bills and like how their families are affected by like life-changing diseases like like that's I'd like I haven't told many people this but I finally figured out what I want to do with my minor yo that's crazy cool but same like I don't tell people my 
dreams and aspirations because for me they're really personal and I think about them all the time it just feels weird revealing such yeah. a inner part of yourself so it's kind of crazy that we both did it on this podcast right now <laughs> but I'm also kind of proud of us for that I, it's just like you tell someone like and I already have doubts and then I like I always feel like oh my god they're gonna yeah give reason to my doubts mm-hmm. and like I did it once I told like a guy once that oh I want to do Doctors Without Borders one day when I grow up. And he was like, what about your family? How are you going to have a family? How are you going to be yeah. a, like a wife for <laughs> That's That's the first thing people tell me, too. They're like, I, I, I'm like, I want to be a wildlife veterinarian. I want to travel the world. Like, I want to get this certain thing so that I, like, certain degree so that I can essentially have a like license in any country that I go to so that I can continuously work with wildlife species everywhere and they're like how are you gonna have a family how are you gonna like where is your husband how is your husband gonna travel to you with all these all of these places I was like what like how are you gonna have kids like if you yeah. become a surgeon like how are you gonna have kids yeah you and they're have- like your life is so dangerous like what if you get like mauled by an animal like what's happening to your children what's happening to your family I was like, it's like this that, is- that's all like like you're a wife and a mother that's if you're a yeah. girl you're, you're especially if you're a brown girl you're a wife and a mother and everything yeah. else is extra <laughs> honestly but yeah that always like manages to piss me off but I think that's crazy cool and like I know that you always have like a passion for community outreach and like yeah. that's something that we bonded over but I am so excited for you and I will I will read all of your works bro I will read all of them bro, I'm gonna like read about you in like reporters no. write about it. like <laughs> no. you what no. was that girl Jane something who went and like studied gorillas Jane or Austen. Yes. <laughs> wait <laughs> Is, is it Jane? Yeah, I think it's, are you talking about Jane Austen? I guess. I, I think or is it Goodwill? Or I don't even know. My Sorry, I like worked so long today. I just came back. We're now we're doing this podcast. <laughs> if my brain is foggy and I sound like an absolute idiot, please don't mind me. I've had a very long day. No, but seriously, your like trip to Thailand taking your life. That's like a definitely like if you, someone was doing a spotlight on you when you grow up, that's like a great <laughs> turning point like point to make it right but honestly shout out to like my parents because at first they're like why the hell do you want to go to thailand they're like i was like it was like winter break freshman year no, like, you have to share your secrets how did you convince brown parents that's to say what all my friends say they're like how did you get your brown parents to agree to take you to thailand one of the things was like i told them they, they thought it was a phase at first they were like when i said i wanted to become a veterinarian i only revealed it to them like in december of freshman year and, like, it was, like, right before winter break. I already said that I wanted to go to Thailand. And then all of a sudden, I was, like, actually, guys, I'm going to Thailand to go um, volunteer at a gibbon sanctuary. And I'm going to be rescuing gibbons there. And they're, like, huh? And I was, like, yeah, I already signed up. I applied. Like, everything's good to go. Like, and they're, like, what? And I was, like, yeah, like, this is so, this is going to be so cool. It's going to look so great for <clears throat> med school. Like, and, and then, like, by the time the summer came around, I was, like, actually, like, I've been looking into vet school. I think that's dope and they're like this is a phase go to Thailand go to Thailand and you'll see like you're gonna hate it and like so my dad and I both went and he was like my dad was really supportive my mom was like this is such a stupid phase of your life but like my dad came with me he was like he could see how passionate I was about it and so he came we both went and he saw like once he was there at first he was very skeptical he was like why are you giving up like you want to become a doctors without borders like you want to do so many cool things why are you giving up these dreams you've had since kindergarten and like, once he saw, like, how I was at the sanctuary and how involved I was, he, he never asked me again. Like, he wow. just sort of, like... Dad goals. We dude, love the support of dad. Honestly, I, I don't know, like, how I got that lucky because I feel like so many people don't have it that lucky yeah. when they want to pursue their passions. But, like, it was definitely, like, a struggle at first. And sometimes, like, I get clowned by my entire family. Bro, like, all the time I get clowned by my family. But, yeah. I feel like 
that's like so terrifying. It's like the thing that I think about all the time is like like sometimes I have like moments where like oh my god I should just stop all this like it's usually during the school year and it's like I should just stop this major and go do something <laughs> easier like go do yeah. something better or like just be a full English major just be a journalist like mm-hmm. I don't need to do this oh but then I think oh my god my parents are gonna be so disappointed like not even like they wouldn't verbalize it but I feel like I was disappointing them mm-hmm. or like disappointing what they their dreams they had because they sacrificed so much yeah. to bring me here and to give me opportunities and then like I feel like Anytime I'm slacking or anytime, like, I don't make the grade or I don't do, like, I'm just a failure to my parents. Yeah. No, I definitely felt that. Like, especially in high school, I felt that way where, like, if I didn't get, like, perfect grades, like, I thought I was the biggest disappointment in the world to my parents. Like, I put so much pressure on myself because I used to, like, remind myself every day, like, my parents have given up so much for me to be in this place right now. The least I can do is get good grades and take care of them when I grow up. Like, and I would keep telling myself that, like, I got to get good grades. I got to get good grades. So then the second I didn't, like, live up to my standards, like, I used to come crashing down. I used to, like, actually spiral. It was so not healthy. But, like, I came to college and, like, I don't know. I've, like, I definitely chilled a lot (laughs) since then. But, like, I don't know what changed. Maybe it was, like, the environment I'm in or something. But, like, I don't feel that same pressure anymore. Like, I know that, like, if I'm following my dreams and I genuinely am passionate about what I'm doing, I'm going to make my parents proud. I'm going to do great. And, like, I have full confidence in myself. Yeah. It's like, I, I totally feel like I was definitely worse in high school. I was mm-hmm. like, I have to do every club, every yeah. activity. I My resume has to be excel, like excellent because mm-hmm. if I don't, and then, yeah. like, I don't get into college. What if I don't get into college? Like, my parents literally gave up so much for giving me these opportunities. I'm just, like, spitting in their face if I don't work hard, if I don't do everything I could possibly do. Yeah. Like, no, I definitely... I definitely feel that. And then I felt like a cliche because it's like, oh, an Indian girl who tries hard. Like, that's <laughs> such a cliche. And then I was like, so, like, what do I do? Like, do yeah. I, like, not try hard and yeah. not be a cliche? Or I do that. I didn't even, like, care about being a cliche because, like, I was so hyper-focused on, like, never making a mistake that I was like, I don't even care if people think I'm a cliche. Like, I need to make my parents proud. I need. I cannot make a mistake. And then I started to learn that, like, it's okay to have missteps in life because, like, your greatest leaps come from, like, your biggest falls. I'm not going to lie. Well, and inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, you're not going to succeed and you're not going to fully thrive until you give yourself room to fail. Like, I was so scared of failing I would never take risks. And now I'm taking risks all the time. And it's really scary. All the time. I'm like, like but I'm okay being a little uncomfortable yeah. just because I know that I'm doing what I love. And it's going to take a while, and I may not get it the first time, but I'm going to make it where I want to go at the end of the day. Um, yeah, like, I think it's, like, college gave me perspective, like, because, like, my freshman year of college was a mess. Like, my grades were not the way they should have been. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was, like, having panic attacks and sobbing, and then, like, my mom would be like, girl, it's fine, like, relax. Yeah. And then I realized my parents do not care as much as yeah. I do about being a disappointment. Like, they don't think I'm a disappointment. I just think I'm a disappointment. Yeah, nothing. So, and then that just gave me, like, perspective. I'm like, what? Like, if I try my best, then that's all that matters. Like, mm-hmm. and rest is important and that, like, I don't have to do everything. Like, just do the things I'm passionate about and that yeah. I care about. Like, Yeah. I used to think that, like, my parents, like, 
it would always be like, oh, as long as you're happy, as long as you're happy. And like, I used to think, yeah, yeah, they're just saying that because like, I'm doing well in school. But I was like, the minute that I don't get good grades, they're going to come at me. But like, sometimes like I do mess up and I don't get the grades I want. And they, they still are just as supportive. And that's when I realized like, it's not even them. I'm literally putting the pressure on myself. Yeah. It's like not even just our parents. It's like the whole community. The brown auntie community? (laughs) Yo, yo, you don't even know how much of a scandal it was when I said that I wanted to become a veterinarian. Like, I got looks from all directions. Like, I remember, like, when, like, aunties first started finding out, it was, like, during the pandemic. Like, we had gone back home. So every day I would go on these walks outside because I'm trying to stay sane, okay? So I would go on these walks outside, and I would see, like, freaking every auntie from the neighborhood. And they they would just all come up to me like, oh, my God, this is so sad. I'm so sad for you. Like, why can't you make your parents happy? Like, they just want you to be a doctor. Why can't you do this for them? You're going to regret this. You're going to, like, they just, like, they wouldn't let it go. And I was like, I'm happy, okay? I'm going to be following my dreams like ma'am like they act like you died like a part of me yeah died. they literally were like rest in peace like they literally were offering me offering me their like condolences i was like i'm completely okay auntie like please like just take care of yourself okay and like their kids hear this and they're like oh my god i can't ever change yeah. i can't ever go after anything i'm happy about yeah dude like one of my friends was telling me she was like in the neighborhood she's like bro like your scandal like shook the entire neighborhood i was like it, first of all it wasn't a scandal and they're like now i'm scared to tell my parents if i don't want to become a doctor and i was like girl like i feel so bad but like like that's just like people that's just have too much to say to on you. Like, yeah i know i was like i don't know it's like i know a guy who like when we were in high school, he wanted to be a chef. Like when we were in culinary mm-hmm. school, like that was his passion and his dream. And he would like, like mm-hmm. cook all the time. And like, this is what he wanted. But his dad was like, no, like you're never gonna make it in life as a chef. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna be like a doctor, an engineer. So <laughs> 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 he like went down the engineer path. But I'm like, I doubt he's like happy doing yeah. like, what he's doing because like he was so passionate about being a chef mm-hmm. and like doubt. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, unfortunately, I know a lot of kids in that boat where they tell me these crazy cool dreams that they have, yeah. but then they're like, actually, I'm doing computer science, or like, actually, I'm doing engineering, I'm like, why the hell are you doing that? And they're like, oh, my parents, like, bro, like, I would never have a chance, and I it, it got me thinking, like, I remember I really, like, started to have, like, a crisis freshman year, I was like, how many kids are giving up their dreams because of their parents, and, like, I used to have this Finsta account. Like, this is back on ASAP social media. Now, if you know me, I'm a ghost. I have no social media. That's It's just what it is. Her phone broke one day, and I thought she, like, died. Because <laughs> I couldn't find her on social media. I really, like, like just went off the face of the planet for, like, seven days straight. And she, Meryl genuinely got so concerned. Like, she but, started, like, 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 she not kidnapped? <laughs> yeah. She started, like, texting, like, random people that she thought might know me just so that she could get in contact with me. But, like... Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yes, I just, like, don't exist on the online world, okay? But, like, anyways, when I did exist on the <laughs> online world, I just had this Finsta, and I used to run it with my best friend, and, like, it was kind of, like, it wasn't even a Finsta, it was, like, 300 kids, but, like, it was, like, we, we used to ran on there all the time, and I put, like, a poll one time, or, like, I think I put up a post or something, and I was, like, look, like, I've been hearing so many stories about so many kids who've been giving up their dreams because of their parents, and or because they don't have the money or some other circumstances in the way and they can't follow their true dreams and it's making me so sad because like the world would be such a better place if these ideas that they had could enter the world and I was like if you are one of these kids like dm me like comment like let's talk like I want to see how I can help and I got about like 60 responses and it was just people pouring out their entire life story to me and I felt so helpless I was like I don't know how to help you like these these seem out of my hand I was like 
it just made me so sad and heartbroken. And like, I still think about it to this day. I'm like, I just, I really wish that everyone could have the opportunity to pursue what they really want to pursue. Because, yeah. like, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if, like, first of all, the only reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I wanted to get better at public speaking. And also because, like, Meryl and I, let's let's be honest, we're, we're pretty cool kids, okay? We got to share the swag <laughs> with everyone. Okay? So, like... I felt like if I could get better at speaking in public, it would be useful for me because, like, you know, when I grow older, I want to speak up for endangered species and I want to advocate for homeless animals and, like, against animal abuse, especially, especially, um, <laughs> like, the, the poorly run roadside zoos that you hear about. Like, I, I need those to be gone. Like, those <laughs> need to be gone. So, like, the better I feel like I get at speaking through this yes. podcast, the better I'll be when I, you know, when I'm older. But like, yeah, like, I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't be pursuing the things I'm pursuing right now and be having the fun I'm having if I didn't have the opportunity to do what I love, you know? Yeah. It's like, at the end of the day, like, I'm very grateful that my parents allow me to pursue my dreams, even though they think I'm insane at times. <laughs> but I know at the end of the day, like, no matter what anyone in the community says, my, like, I see my parents with my sister. My, both my sisters have no idea what the thing they want to do with their mm-hmm. life. And, like... I've seen other brown parents be, like, so, like, anxious about that. My mom's, like, they'll figure it out. And, mm-hmm. like, my sister wants to be, like, a journalist, an English teacher, like, a, mm-hmm. like write a book, like, help with special needs kids. Yeah. My mom's, like, she can do it all if she wants. <laughs> yo, yo, that's so sweet. Like, I know when I was younger, my dad had this master plan for my family. And he was, like... <laughs> I apparently I'm barely good at arguing okay like apparently I had the precision of a surgeon when it comes to arguments okay but which is true I've never lost an argument but that's just because I can you know me I can get aggressive at times but like so my dad was like you need to become a lawyer like you're gonna become a lawyer or a businesswoman like that's you're gonna be your like path and my brother he was like you're gonna go into computer science or math your soul like you're in the gifted and talented math course that means you have to do math now and like he's just like like predestined our paths and guess what we're doing now i'm going to become a wildlife veterinarian my brother is going to become a math teacher okay <laughs> like like, like it, we're definitely not lifting up to the standards over here but like but your dad supported yeah my brother really wants to work with underprivileged kids and he wants to fix the entire he hated public school so much he wants to go back to public school so he can fix the entire system i was that like you do that so I'll, awesome. I'll support you from afar i'm not and ever entering a public school again but like <laughs> you do that him. yeah but yeah no like i'm so happy that my parents have like let let us do what we want to do because like i don't i can't see myself doing anything else now. I, like even how like outspoken I am, my parents were just like. But at first, they were not happy about it when I was like, "I'm gonna share my opinion about everything." And my dad and I disagree about like everything now. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, I know like he likes how much I care about issues and stuff. Like mm-hmm. and like even though my parents were not happy about me going to like rallies and protests and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like I feel like I wore them down. Like I'm like mm-hmm. I've become so like outspoken. Like just know this is who I am. It's it wasn't just a phase in my life. Like this yeah. is like stuff I'm passionate about that I continue to be more and more passionate mm-hmm. about. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. Like when I was younger I was very I'm still very, very independent to this day. Like I need my space, but I always say what I want to say. And, like, when I was younger, my grandma used to be like, you know, you'd be such a graceful little girl if you could just, like, shut your mouth every yes. once in a while. If you could just close oh your mouth. God. If you could just, like, not say everything that comes to your head. But I wouldn't stop doing it. And my parents have, like, slowly started to embrace it. And, like, they, like, like at first, they're, like, cheat. Like, the first time I said I wanted to go to, like, a rally or a protest, they're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, because it was, like, 
I wanted to go to a women's march. I think that was my first one ever. And my parents were like, why are you going all the way to New York City with your friends to hold up a poster? And I was like, they just were so confused. But, like, I've been to so many, like, like, I'm just very passionate and I care about people. So I've been to, like, quite a lot of protests at this point, like women's marches, like, uh, gun violence things. Yeah. Um, BLM. I feel like I'm, oh, yeah, climate strikes. I love going to climate strikes. But, yeah, no, at this point, they brag about it to other people. And they're like, oh, yeah, my doctor is at the oh. strike right now. She can't come to the family party. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, my, like My parents are not there yet. They're, like, supported in. So I don't think they've talked about it out loud. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no, I was surprised, too. I was like, I can't believe you're, like, first of all, bragging. Like, I know, you know how other Indian aunties and uncles always brag about their children? Yes. My parents don't do that, bro. They, like, they literally be like, my children are literal demons. Same. Literal <laughs> demons. They're the worst. Like, they've never once gassed me up, okay? So, like, for them to do that, I was, like, shocked. I was like, wow. How you really turn the tables. Like, yeah. <laughs> how the tables have turned. <laughs> so, yeah, like, this next upcoming week, we're going to post on our instagram about like your like you the listeners closest <laughs> your dreams um your future plans like people who's like given you doubts like disappointments you've had like just share it all and like we'll like share some of them next time on our podcast and like you know just putting them out there just like makes you feel like more free like sharing yeah. your doubts and I think that's a great idea. I definitely think we should put that on our Instagram. I kind of want to see what you guys are up to. Like, what do you want to do? How we can support you in any way possible. I think that's really dope. If any of you have, like, a cool career plan, let us know. Yeah, that's... We will definitely give you a shout-out. Like... Yeah, I think that's crazy cool. But, yeah. Um, also, next week, like, I know we talked a lot about, like, like not only being a brown parent disappointment. Actually, we talked kind of the opposite. But, like, also just being, like, a disappointment in general to, like, the brown community and, like, aunties and uncles and, like, I know it's tough, and, like, if you're in a situation like that, I feel really bad because, like, I know that when I switched, like, I, I literally one auntie, like, their daughter told me that, like, their auntie told her that, like, was just, like, basically trash-talking me, saying, like, oh, this girl went to a public university, she studied so hard in high school, got so, like, got good grades for what? She ended up going to, like, public university, like, that's, like, apparently not that good okay uh, quote-unquote not that good and like how dare you yeah exactly and it's like all of a sudden dropping on a pre-med like this girl is like off the rail she's going crazy like don't be like her but like i i i we're we're literally so done with it that like next week we're doing a podcast episode or <laughs> or like actually by the time you guys see it it'll be a while from now but like next week we're filming it um where we're gonna do essentially a brown auntie survival guide because I feel like I feel like it needs to be yes, there. With all the stories of growing up brown with aunties. How we deal with brown aunties because it'd be too much sometimes. Like no auntie, I don't want to talk to you about your son's SAT scores. Yes, if you but and if you have <laughs> and if you have a story of like a brown auntie harassing you for your life choices, let us know because. We'll definitely talk about it, and we'll, like, hype you up. Even if your community doesn't, we got your back. We will support your dreams and your hopes and aspirations, and we will hype you up. And as Mommy likes to say, gas you up. (laughs) (laughs) Gas you up to the max. But, yeah. Yeah, so definitely be on the lookout for the podcast next week, because I... Not next week. I keep saying next week, two weeks from whenever this comes out. Um, but yeah, um, I'm hyped for that. We're gonna we're gonna be coming up with you with some juicy <laughs> advice and feedback based on our own experiences. So if you have younger brown siblings or um, 
cousins or anyone share it with them because survival guides are good yeah also shout out to all the people who watched our first podcast our podcast reached people that like i didn't even think it was going to reach okay like it's crazy like i showed it to my cousins my cousin showed it to my entire family aunties uncles grandparents they've all seen and heard the podcast like it is just shout out to y'all okay like i don't know what to say our cousins gave the best feedback it's uh a little harsh at times but (laughs) it was good feedback (laughs) shout out to my cousin but um yeah no this podcast genuinely meryl has stories too i don't know if she can reveal them yet but like this podcast actually like it just reached all the people it shouldn't have reached but that's okay it was like yeah someone would text me like yeah listen to your podcast i was like no did you did you i love how like we want people to listen but at the same time we get like Sometimes uh, my heart just starts bouncing. My heart, yes. Yeah. No, but yeah, my family, like, they call me so much. Like, the entire time I was at the beach house, they would just randomly, like, we would be playing cards. We would be doing the random stuff. They'd be like, oh, let's put on some music. Let's chill. They'd be like, ooh, what about the podcast? <laughs> and they would just play the podcast at the most random moments. They just used to, like, they clown us so hard, bro. Like, all the time. That was the entire trip. But yeah, shout out to all of you guys that watched. Thank you so much. Yes, and um, look out for our posts. Um, We can't wait to hear from you. And that's all we have for you um, this week. Until next time, good luck, Samosas.